Welcome back to Super Flexible Podcast, episode 103, here with Super Dupa Flex, Bill McCarthy himself. I feel like I messed your name up this week, but not last week. I think you got it. I'm going to always mess it up in my head. Yeah. Sometimes I, people call me Super Super Dupa Bill, you know, so who knows, whatever, whatever people want to call me. Doing a right. quick show this evening. Um, we're going to get you the studs and duds results from last week, of course. We're going to make some more predictions for week two, and we have some more public nervous announcements before that. Man, so all, as you all know, like, man, Bill, you're going to have to help me out. So we all lost for a very sure. close friend um, over the weekend. James the Brain uh, passed away. Anybody that hasn't heard the sad news, um, you, maybe you're hearing it for the first time now. Um, yeah man so way too young 38 years um if you don't know who james is james is uh voice of the super flex super flex super show um been a huge part of the community for years we all know his voice helped us all out like super good guy yep um man yeah it's just it's just been a you know it's been a weird weird few days it's just it's it's interesting you know it's it's there's the neg- you know, complete negative of, of losing James. And then there's the, you know, the amazing reaction of the, you know, community, um, you know, raising funds to help his family, you know, with, with services and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's just a weird week. It's a weird for us because we just started a, you know, the new project with the guys from Superflex Super Show. Um, and you know, so they're obviously taking the week off, and so we're just kind of carrying the baton for the week, and we'll get hopefully back to it next week. And um, it's even like um, John Hogue himself said, you know, like everybody handles this a little bit different. Sure. Bill and I kind of felt like hitting the mic, um, trying to get through this emotional part of the show, and kind of. Um, getting it out there to anybody that maybe hasn't heard the sad news yet and uh but man like bill said this community is amazing like this fantasy community and some of you listeners like maybe you don't know what we're talking about or what we see like on twitter or but just the amount of people from listeners to other analysts that have reached out people have changed their twitter handles their profile pictures people have donated money um we'll we'll get to that later like we'll we'll try to get you guys a link but um if anybody can help at all like the obviously the family wasn't expecting this struggling a little bit with unexpected funeral costs of the loss of the mom's firstborn son um yeah it's been an emotional few days yeah we got friends hurting you know we're hurting um you know it's um and it's just everywhere, like, cause we've been we're in a lot of leagues with James, and so then every league there's chatter going on. It's just been it's been a, a lot of you know emotion over the last three days, and um, but some positive emotion in there too. And so it's just a matter of you know, it's so hard to even know how to react right now. I think we're all kind of numb still, mm-hmm. but um, 
but you know it's it's just it's amazing how many good people are in this community like i mean it's it's just just the response has been incredible yeah yeah absolutely and it's also one of those things like um and we mentioned this earlier but i wish so much that james was here to see this and i wish james was here for way more reasons than to see what's going on today obviously but i wish james was here to see this i'm so glad that his family is getting to see how much he means to so many people that they've never even meant Mm -hmm. um but i wish james was here to say see this all and um that's one thing like and, and we all know um but it's a great reminder to let people close to you know how much they mean to you today. Yep, we exactly. are not promised tomorrow. Um, James, I, I am guessing, had no idea how much he meant to so many people out there. And uh, and even some of his closest people. But the people that... Just the outcry from the community that we're in. And how many people are, are hurting because of this tragic loss. Yep. So, so I mean, reach out to those people that maybe you haven't talked to in a while. Maybe it's gotten awkward to get a hold of them because it's been so long. Maybe there was a fight. Maybe there wasn't. Find a way to reconnect with those people that mean something to you. Find a way to let the people that are around you know how much you appreciate them today. It You just never know. Yep. Um, so, shout out to James of Brain. Um man i don't even know what to say i think i think we said it you know i mean it's just there's gonna be a lot more said next week with Superflex super show we're gonna do a little bit more of a you know specific episode but you know i think we we got what we needed to say you know just at the time at right now but once we get the whole crew together you know we'll do a little bit more of a specific thing i, I did i do want to say one more thing that um mm-hmm. i wanted to say that i kind of slipped my mind but um sure James loved random acts of kindness. Yeah. So that's what I want you to try to do as well. Like find something you could like an act of uh, a random act of kindness for somebody, maybe a stranger, maybe even somebody you work with, but just some kind of random act of kindness. Like James loved those. So do one of those as soon as you can with James in your mind and try to continue to do those. But yep. <sighs> man so how do we transition here <laughs> well okay so i've got i've got so some difficult. public nervous announcements and this is kind of not typical of like the public nervous announcement but i'm nervous that tyrod taylor starts all season long <sighs> for so many reasons for keenan allen for maybe not for mike williams he seems to like him okay but for that whole team for herbert's development a crappy coach like after herbert almost comes out and wins the game saying that he he didn't like what he saw out of this rookie and that's the reason that he's the backup on the team when he's backing up a career backup i'm a little (laughs) bit nervous that we see tyrod taylor start all year long yeah i mean that's that's a legit concern that you know you hope it's coach speak you hope it's just trying to keep the pressure off of you know herbert um but yeah, that's definitely concerning. Um, <clears throat> who knows how long it's going to take for Tyrod to get back, you know, to a hundred percent. So, I mean, maybe Herbert has another game or two to show uh, show something. But I think it's 
I'm not sure it's a hundred percent him believing in Tyrod, and it's a little bit more of just, yeah, let's not heap pressure on this young kid. Sure, it just didn't sound like a great boost of confidence. Okay, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I, I didn't that. like what I saw out of him, and you're just kind of yeah. like, man, like, have you ever seen that out of Tyrod Taylor? <laughs> Yeah, he made some pretty incredible throws, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and I mean, you—he's a rookie. Sure. So I mean, I get it, but man, like, I, I almost feel like the team would just be better. Just, just get this cycle going. I mean, it would help, probably help in his development, but maybe, maybe right. they know something we don't, you know? Yeah. So, so I'm nervous for my Keenan Allen shares. Yeah. Um, Keenan Allen had a decent week last week. Mm. So I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit nervous for that. I'm also a little bit nervous for Tom Brady. Okay. I just wonder how how that's all going to go, if he's going to do better. <laughs> um, and, and what that does for the team around him. And, and we'll get to him, because Brady's in our studs for duds <laughs> from last week. And, yeah. and it did me well. Well, good for you. <laughs> but but he, he's not here. <laughs> the, the, who, the person that won the game didn't want to be here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I didn't want to be here tonight. <laughs> the person that lost the game didn't want to be here tonight. So, so, so th- those are a couple of my public nervous announcements. Yeah, one of them that I'm nervous about is Cam Akers. Um, mm. I'm just, you know, seems like all the rookie running backs are getting decent play unless you know he was the one that we kind of expected would get a decent amount of volume yeah early on you know jk dobbins we're not too worried if he doesn't get a ton of touches just because we kind of didn't really expect it this early in the season um you know so he gets dinged up he uh you know henderson comes out and actually looks pretty decent so maybe he steals a little bit more volume even once Cam Akers comes back, you know, because he's gotten the opportunity now to to show a little bit more, and we saw what Malcolm Brown can do. So yep. I, th- I think we're really gonna kind of see that three headed monster this year, and I, I think that is really gonna limit, obviously, the upside for uh, Cam Akers. Yep. No, Cam Akers did look like they were about ready to give him the opportunity to to shine, mm-hmm. and then he got hurt. So that's yeah. my one thing that I'm kind of like, huh, so are they ready to kind of give him that and go forward? But then Daryl Henderson, like you said, he comes out and he has a really decent game. Malcolm Brown's already had a good game. So when they're all healthy, how does this all shake out? So I think that's a legitimate concern. Um, with that said, are you, is this a 2020 thing? Are you willing to buy low for 2021? I'm just a little hesitant because they're, Henderson's going to be there for a while, right? I mean, he uh-huh. was drafted last year, so I'm not really I'm not sure. Like I don't I don't necessarily know how you know that I was super high on Akers entering the season as is. So I, he's probably a player that I'll kind of wait and see kind of how it plays out before I make any moves for him. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um I think yeah, see that's it's a tough one because I think you're you're kind of right. I don't think the Cam Akers owners are quite selling right now i think that for what they have invested into it they probably have to hold on and hope that even if they're worried they have to kind of hope for a, a bigger window to sell mm-hmm. so i think it's going to be tough to to get what you want out of the deal um yeah depending on what it is i'm 
I'm okay trying to send some offers out, but I also do don't want to offend anybody. Right. Do you think it might be better to wait until like the bye weeks start hitting and they might need other players? You know what I mean? Mm. And maybe that might be maybe loosen their grips a little bit. Yeah, it could. But then then like you you said back to your concerns like what are you getting it stuck with like in acres, you know, are you going to have a player that you can count on like even even this year maybe weeks 13 through 16 like playoff time or are we are you just, just I don't know. I don't think it's going to be like Henderson was in 2019. I don't think it's going right. to be that bad. Which well, can, which is he's promising. already got more touches, I think. <laughs> right, yeah, good point. So, yeah, I, I would. I think Cam Akers is a good one. He is day to day, so it's not a horrible injury. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing like the youngin is going to try to push to get back in there to play this week. I don't know if he'd sure. get the start though after, like you said, Henderson's performance. So, um, I want to sit here with you and debate about this and argue and tell you you're wrong because I I was so high on Cam Akers, but I think this is a legit concern. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, I wasn't super impressed. I only caught um, the first or week one games, and it wasn't like he looked like uber, um, you know, dynamic mm-hmm. in that game. So that that kind of concerned me a little bit, too. So it's probably twofold on my concerns with him right now. Yeah. Gr- granted, it was his first game, so, I mean, we got to give him a little bit of leeway. Yeah. No, I, I think it's totally fair. I mean, man, and then, so this one... We'll we'll come back to Michigan here. We'll bring it home. <laughs> Carry on Johnson got the start. Yeah, I was like, he what? looked okay. He did. Yeah, okay. he did. Knee yeah. brace and all. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if Carry on somebody I'm totally concerned about. And Swift looked pretty good. I think Swift takes that over sooner than later. Honestly, I agree. Um, I've I've tried to buy low on Swift in a couple leagues. That I don't have him, and it doesn't seem like anybody's loosening the grip at all. Yeah. Are you concerned? No, I'm not loosening my grip. I'm going to hold on to to him. I think, I mean, he looks obviously shiftier. And, yeah. You know, I mean, he looks the part. I mean, we've we talked about this a little bit, but just the, the drop in week one, you know, that's fresh on everybody's mind. And But if you even remove that moment, everybody would be super content with how he's performed. Mm-hmm. I, I forget, were you in town this weekend? Did you watch the Lions game? I was actually out of town, um, but I did catch part of the Lions game until I turned it off. <laughs> did you see though, like how many times Stafford was limping around? Yeah, he got bu- like when when He's... he was getting sacked one time. It looked like he strained something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he was down a couple times. Like looked like in serious pain. Like they have mm-hmm. to find a way to protect that man. And so and, maybe and he's quit. the guy to be worried about. That man, yeah. I, I think talking about Detroit, I was like, man, so maybe I'm nervous about Stafford. Because earlier we did this segment before the season started, and I was kind of nervous about um, Stafford. And it was when um, John Bauer was actually on that show, and he had just got done doing a show with Stefania Bell, who was absolutely not having a public nervous about announcement about Stafford because she thinks he'll be fine. Mm. Um, and obviously we're not talking about the back here. That Those were kind of my concerns um back then but man i am concerned for stafford getting his butt beat just rocked all season long yeah that's legit such a tough dude though man like we have one of the toughest quarterbacks in the league for sure like that guy's just like nope i'm good shakes it off and goes for it so 
I mean, I feel like part of it is just the lack of Galladay, but I don't think it's all that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because he doesn't look quite as on point in his passes either. Like, he still makes those passes that probably only four other quarterbacks can make. Sure. Just because of his arm talent, but you know, he makes some boneheaded decisions too, which. It seems like he's made a few more this year already than compared to last year before he got hurt. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's just a matter of he doesn't have the chemistry with some of those receivers. And, um, so, you know, like I'm kind of being a little – I want to be a little bit – I'm with, with my bias, I'm willing to be more patient with him. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, sure. So we're 0-2. <laughs> last year, last week, you took straight up – you traded away Aaron Rodgers for – Stafford. Hypothetically, he did it on yeah. the show. He did. Yeah. It wasn't a real trade. Yeah. Are you Are you still making that move? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. I am. I mean, I'm not gonna let you know a couple weeks sway me. I know. I know that you're getting Rogers a better performance of Rogers the next two years. But I think just getting five years of Stafford is worth it to me. Mm-hmm. So, particularly if it's like a 14 team league. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, I think I'm kind of with you because. Um, I mean, full disclosure, I was listening back to that show today mm. to make sure I got all the notes right for um, studs versus studs and everything like that. Mm. And um, and I kind of heard that, and I was like, huh, I wonder, you could probably make that move really easy today, easier than last week even, like trading away <laughs> Rodgers for Stafford. You could probably get a piece back, right? That's not a bad idea. I might, I might make that offer in one of my leagues. Yeah, just, just to feel it out. Yeah. And like we mentioned last week too, and and to any of you, like don't ever be afraid to get your quarterback that's on your team that you watch a little bit more or that you favor because it does make it more fun. Well, most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you, you know, still, still, you know, of course, take into account the value. You don't want to overpay ridiculously. You know, I mean, you don't want to hurt your team to get the player, but but for sure, I mean, if it's like within a I don't know, 10 or 20% quote-unquote value, you know, what the heck? You think he can still get Gusecki after that big week he just had? Um, I think it'll be tough because yeah. anytime you get, anytime any of these, like, uber-athletic guys blow up, I mean, people are going to think it's going to be a consistent thing. Yeah, and they've been waiting so, for it, so they're like, see, I told you. Yeah, and yeah, and if it, if it, um, if you wait a few weeks and he has a couple duds, then that's the time to do it. You know, it's just it'd be like trying to make a move for uh, Johnu Smith right now, just mm-hmm. or uh, or even Akins from the Texans. Like yeah. he's had two two weeks with good targets. Um, you know, you just those are the. It's wrong to try to make offers for guys like that right now, unless you believe they're gonna truly, you know, hit that uh, runway and never stop. Tyler Higby. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be tough to get <laughs> yeah for get sure him out of anybody's three hands. touchdowns on the day. Yeah, one one kind of dud last week, but you know then you go back to last year and he had what six games in a mm-hmm. row that were just incredible. Like he literally won leagues for people, including me. Yeah, so a uh, contending team, and you just lost Barkley. Just ha- it did happen. Yes. What are you doing? <laughs> So, I mean, it depends on my depth, right? Like, so if I if I drafted like you, I wouldn't probably worry about it. You know, I might, if we talk in Dynasty. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I may hold, but depending, unless I got somebody that I'm very content with, you know, that's way better than my next option. Um, I sent Barkley to the last place team. 
for yeah. his Dobbins and his Swift and was rejected quickly. Wow. Last place team. So it's not like he's even going to use Barkley. Well, yeah. it's early, but last place team by points and not just record, but total points and everything. Right. Um, I'm a third place team. Sent that offer out, thought that I might get my first Dobbins share and <laughs> quickly rejected. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how like people's values are right now. I mean, you know, you heard everybody talking about Barkley, you know, for Jonathan Taylor. And I'm like, I get that. You know, people are super excited with Jonathan Taylor right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if I was a 10th place team, I would definitely consider making that trade. But it's hard to when you got a good running back behind a good line where sure. we, we saw Barkley struggling. Yep. So so that's kind of an issue. Um Injured for the second season. Yeah. So, I mean, those are those are two things. It's almost like Delvin Cook in a way, you know, and where people are a little nervous about adding them because there's a couple years in a row where there was some issues. Um, yeah, it's, that's a tough one, man, because, like, you're, you know you're not – you're getting quarters on the dollar for him when you move him. Mm-hmm. Like, a guy listed one him in one of my leagues, and I, I made an offer of uh, Odell Beckham and Hunter Henry in a 14-team league. And that was rejected with the swiftness. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, from, you know, the guy with Barkley. And um, I thought, you know, hey, at least you're getting two players that are playing right now, you know. But, um, you know, I think everybody just kind of overvalues what they have. And yep. that's hard to get, especially when something like th- this is so fresh and it's early in the season. People don't truly want to give up on their season yet. Sure. I, I think that's a great point, too. Especially this year because – you know, the, even though you you may look bad two, three weeks in. Anything but can happen. Especially this year, you know, with just so much going on. Like, there's so many players that are going to be game changers this year. Yep. And and so I think you got to wait. If you have Barkley, you might need to wait until people realize they're no longer in contention before you can make those trades. Yep. In another one, I, I have two Barkley shares, and both teams are honestly like pretty strong luckily mm-hmm. like they're they don't seem to be my bottom feeding teams um, by the way you have smoked me in every league this year i just want to say that I'm right sorry, now sorry man i think we played each other three or four times already and i have not won once so <laughs> um, so yeah you are starting out well this year <laughs> so far it, it's yeah. early man but yeah I've, is, I've, uh, but it's better to start out that way than the way i have <laughs> so I, man i'm i'm enjoying like as far as the season goes i'm enjoying 2020 more than i did 2019 so far yeah yeah um so another one though like another strong team um i won it last year i feel like i could go back to back and also lost barkley this is my last um one quarterback league um mm-hmm. one of the first dynasties i own so i'll probably I'll probably stick this one out, even though it's not super flex, but uh, sure. fun league. So anyway, I own Barkley, and I, so one quarterback, and I sent Barkley and Aaron Rodgers for Jonathan Taylor, and again quickly declined. And I don't, I don't feel like this team's in contention, but yeah. you never know how he feels, right? Like you said, you know. But yeah, and it's not like it's quickly declined and i'm just like oh dang like okay maybe their counter that seemed pretty solid of an offer you know like right. i'll just wait a minute and it's like huh nothing <laughs> which yeah, is that's fine a, but yeah at least get a response out of that one right like yeah. yeah man that's a great offer but i am super stoked about taylor and i don't want to get rid of him you know yeah, something like yeah. that is like you know we'll resolve it but when it's just 
just that snap decline with no comment. You're just like, damn, give me yeah, something, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know what I'm going to do. If, I'm not going to sell super low. But you shouldn't be, yeah, and you shouldn't be, like, in this big running back issue, right? Because you typically hit running backs decently hard. Oh, man, like, so on that team that I'm, the one quarterback league I'm referring to right now, um, yeah, dude, I'm I'm sitting pretty good, like, it's funny too because a lot of the players that you see come up like people are like well try for this and it's like well i've got him on that team like that won't work like (laughs) like totally honestly you know so on this team i've got um nick chubb joe mixon todd Gurley, (laughs) deandre swift yeah and then i've got kareem hunt and then then some guys that nobody would care about and then barkley on my ir but so yeah you just wait you need to wait till like about week six and then make some move you know, maybe you do him and somebody else to upgrade at a position mm-hmm. and, you know, help you for wherever your weakest. I'm going hobbling the through, though. Like, this team I've already have been out with Kenny Galladay out the last couple weeks, and hopefully I've got Devontae Adams on this team. I mean, this team is, like, one of those old dynasty where I just, like, yeah. traded into so much, like, wealth just with, just with how I drafted this team. Right. So... I have one of those, and I just I have my what I, who'd I put on? I have McCaffrey, Barkley. You know they're both gone. Uh, you know it's just one of those teams, like you just said. So it's you just got to weather it though, because you're going to be able to weather it with those running backs alone. And that's it too. You know when you start to look at it, you're like, do I need to make these moves? And then you're like, does Barkley's value ever go back up? Like where it, and it'll I mean, go it, back it from will. where it is today, but how high? Yeah, I mean, you know? I don't necessarily know that it's going to go way high, but it's uh, it's definitely going to go back up when people see them like, in training camp next year. Yeah, it, well, maybe as soon as the season ends, or as yep, soon as people true. know they're out of contention, you know, they might be more willing to pay for them then. Right. I feel like if you're out of contention, and this has nothing to do with me or my trades that I'm sending people, but this is this is my advice. I feel like if you're out of contention, it is a good move. If you don't feel like you can win it, it's a good move for you to go out and get the Barclays and the guys that are out for the season, the guys that are going to miss some time. It's a good move to buy low on those, not only because you're buying low on an absolute stud, but you're also giving yourself a better chance of getting that 101. If you already yeah. feel like you're out of it, you might as well just make it easier to set a crappy lineup and, and go for it. Now, if you're like me, in some of these leagues and you've traded your 101 away you're going for it i don't care how bad your team looks you're going for it you have to try your hardest to make that your pick as high as you can so that that other team doesn't prosper off your pick like that's part of your job to make your pick that you trade away as absolute crummy as you can right so are you the same on mccaffrey he's supposed to be back this week i think or four to six weeks this year i was going to say but four to six weeks what are you asking me? Will you buy low, or do you think people should be selling low, or just kind of? I don't think people. I wouldn't sell low. I mean, like any shares of him, I'm, I have are staying on my team because um, he's shown, regardless, that he's um, you know putting up putting up points. Mm-hmm. You know, Barkley is a little bit more of a concern for me just because he didn't necessarily show that he was running the ball very well, and so. McCaffrey, I think I, he's a hold just because you are going to get him back. And then, you know, it's going to take a little bit once he comes back to actually get, you know, back to normal. We saw that with Barkley last year when he had a the high ankle sprain. And it didn't really hit until like week 12 where he just started 
getting back to what Barkley was mm-hmm. and, and putting up the big points again. So you're going to have to be patient, but I mean, I don't think you can move him. I don't know what I would need to move CMC right now. Yeah. Cause I'm not giving a discount. Right. Right. Especially with him being he's back. the elite of elite. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're arguably like one Oh one and one Oh two Barkley and McCaffrey. So, um, I didn't know if we talk about these guys tonight. Um, just kind of with the way the show is coming out and it's kind of what everybody's talking about, but it's hard to get away from. Um, obviously the show is coming out before your waivers hit. But where are you on Mike Davis versus somebody like McKinnon? Yeah, so McKinnon, I think, is he's a guy that's not going to get a ton of volume, but he's just so darn efficient with his touches. So, like, I like having, I would, I think I prefer McKinnon. I'm not sure Mike Davis is going to be getting all the touches like a lot of people are suggesting. Um, I I mean, add them if you can add them, you know what I mean? But I'm not going to spend like half of my. Um, fab on him or anything like that because I think you could see um, oh my gosh Curtis Samuel getting five to eight touches you know playing I love that take by the way I love that so that concerns me about Mike Davis I don't think Mike Davis just goes in and plays CMC role I mean he showed that he was catching the ball a fair amount last week but I think now that you know they can kind of give a week of planning for um, Curtis Samuel I think he might get a few extra touches and kind of limit the volume ceiling for mike davis mm-hmm. i agree and and so i want to add this too if mike davis does shine mm-hmm. cmc's coming back and mike davis still doesn't earn a strong role in that offense whereas if mckinnon right. starts to shine he could he could legit have a role throughout the whole season even with Mostert back or whatever yeah. may happen like mckinnon has a chance to actually take a job um, I'm not yeah. saying it's quote unquote going to happen, but he has an opportunity to take a job. Mike Davis does not have that down. opportunity. Correct. Like McKinnon is essentially the third down back now, you know, and he may never lose that. Yep. So, and actually, Jeff, I would almost rather add Jeff Wilson this week. Ooh. And because I think he's going to get a, a fair amount of touches, and you get him for way cheaper than Mike Davis. So. What about Devontae Freeman? I mean, I have him on a couple of rosters. If he doesn't sign this week with, I think he's supposed to sign with the Giants, maybe. Sounds like it might, yeah. Um, if he doesn't, I am going to be cutting him soon. <laughs> he supposedly uh, just has to pass his COVID test. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, I still don't know how many touches he's going to get. You know, it's like you got Gallman, you have um, Deion Lewis and Freeman. Gallman's kind of the, the, the guy who might get the most you know, carries mm-hmm. where Deion Lewis is going to be the third down back probably. Right. And so what's Freeman get? Yeah. At least the first week. So I, I think that Freeman might grow into something, but I would be, if I need something this week, I'm not sure he's I, my I think guy. Freeman was like top six in targets for running back last mm-hmm. year though, or maybe receptions. Yeah. That um, might be a scheme thing though, you know, sure. with Atlanta. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. Like, somebody mentioned today, um, I forget who it was, I apologize, but somebody mentioned today, and I thought it was a great point. Like, if, if Barkley was struggling behind that line, how do you really expect somebody like Freeman or Deion Lewis to do? Right. So That's a great point. I'm kind of staying away myself, you know. I, I haven't even – I think he's probably owned in most of the leagues you and I are in, but yeah. I haven't even checked, to be honest with you. 
So, I mean, yeah. I accidentally own a McKinnon share, dude. How gross is that a, a year ago? <laughs> so, <laughs> it, yeah. it just happens. But I think I, I think I added them in a startup, you know, like in the really late rounds, because I'm like, ah, hey, what the heck? We'll roll the dice and see what happens yeah, at that point. Yeah. All right, so I think we get to studs for duds, studs for studs, real quick. Uh, okay. Um. So, Bill, we'll get you out of the way first. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> so your stud was Joe Burrow. He had seventy-seven percent ownership at the time, versus Tyrod Taylor with eight percent ownership. Um, Bill, you're lucky that this game doesn't involve negatives. Because <laughs> you would have earned some. So Joe Burrow yeah, had 24.5. You did, absolutely. Joe Burrow had 24.54 points and Tyrod Taylor had zero. Yeah. And uh, otherwise, I mean, it was a great ownership split. <laughs> I <laughs> like you. where your mind was. Like, you got some making up to do. Yes, I do. I am I am very far behind you two guys right now. So Brian and I were actually pretty close. And th- that's what's fun about this game is because, like, my quarterback, Gardner, had more points than any quarterback in this game last week. But Brian's percentage was so spread apart. from cause, Okay, so I went with Brady at 97% versus Gardner at 26%. And Brady had 9.68 points to Gardner's 25.46 with the percentage spread and that point spread my final score was 86.78 that's actually a pretty good score for this game but Brian goes balls to the walls and he went Wentz at 93% versus Mitch Trubisky at 4% for a hell of a call and and that's why this game is so fun Um, so Wentz had 14.38 points to Mitch Trubisky's 15.2 points. It, it was close, but he won. So he got like 0.8 points from the point spread, but he got 89 from the percentage spread. So he ended up with 89.82 points on the week to beat me by three points and beat Bill by almost 90 points. Nothing big. <laughs> <laughs> so as of now, Brian is the official champion. Um, I don't know how we'll do this this year with all of us kind of in and out of shows, but um, maybe we end up doing an average score or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, man, it's redemption time, Bill. Okay. So I've kind of been scanning, and I think I'm going to start with – can I start with my dud? Absolutely. Okay. So my dud is going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, He is 4% owned playing Jacksonville. On Thursday night, and my stud, hmm, kind of debating. You got to go big. I think I'm going to go, uh, <laughs> I got to go big, you're right. All right, you, you talk me into it. So you I'm, almost have to. You got a lot of catching up to do. Ah, uh, son of a gun. I'm going to go Josh Allen. Ooh, uh, wow. versus versus the Rams at ninety seven percent. Wow, going against my boy Josh Allen. Yeah, you you hit on him for sure. Like he's one guy that I was not I was not at all comfortable like drafting highly this year. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, because he's going pretty high. You know, I mean, he's going quarterback six ish and six to eight range. 
and there's just other guys that I felt more comfortable with. But mm -hmm. he's really improved, and I mean, he looks good, man. Yeah, very exciting. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, he's probably. I'd have to look again, but I think Josh Allen is my highest owned quarterback. Yeah. I forget. It's like Josh Allen and uh, Gardner. Gardner, yeah. Those two. That's well, a good start. Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> and my third is Haskins. Yeah, I mean, he's so cheap that to get a, you know, a second year quarterback, which usually improves, mm -hmm. you know, it just makes a ton of sense to add a bunch of him. Yeah, so you're right. So I've got 15 shares of Gardner and 14 of Josh Allen or the other way around. Something like that, though. So anyhow, I want to, man, I had a couple in mind here. You took Tannehill. I'm definitely not taking Kirk uh, Cousins. I took uh, Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah, you took Fitz. Um, okay, so I'm going to take, I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to go big, too. So I'm going to take Herbert at 4%. Chance he doesn't even play. <laughs> mm-hmm. But this Come is on, fun. Tyra. This is fun. <laughs> and I'm gonna put him against. Um, I had I had some guys picked out. I definitely wasn't gonna go against Josh Allen though. Yeah. And I want to diversify a little bit at least. I don't want to go against Tom Brady every week. Hmm. I'm gonna go against your Joe Burrow. Which is, okay. his ownerships actually went down. So I'm not going as big as I necessarily want to. But. What is this percentage? His is at 71 now. Okay. I'll put this in the notes too. But yeah, Ryan Fitz for you at 4% versus the 97% owned Josh Allen. My Herbert at 4% against 71% Joe Burrow. How did Joe Burrow go down? Yeah, I, I think, who do they play this week? I think it's a pretty decent team. Um I'm um, sorry. I'm looking at it now, too. Yeah. Um, oh, Philly. Yep, Philly. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. So Man. the other quarterback I was debating selecting as my stud was Deshaun Watson at Pittsburgh. So I'm going to change my I'm going to change my stud. Okay. I'm going to go against Wentz. Yeah, that's not a bad call at all. <laughs> against uh, Cincinnati there. 86%. Yep. Just, just for Brian. Because he picked Wentz last week. Okay. Shout out, Brian Har. The winner. Yeah. Champion. Man, he's never going to do this again just so he keeps that high average. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll be like, oh, I, uh, yeah, I got something to do. <sighs> I am the winner. His average ends up being 89.82. Whenever I look at these percentages of these quarterbacks, I realize just how bad my eyes are. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> It's like, well, you are old. <laughs> I mean, I have uh, bifocals, so what the hell? Oh yeah, man, I'm yeah. I'm wearing my broken glasses just because my eyes were bugging me so bad the last few broken days. Broken glass, oh, everywhere. <laughs> um, man, I I think that's it. Unless right I don't on. know, should we make a studs for duds for Brian? Yeah, what the heck? Let's, what should uh, we let's do? Go. He probably wants let's to go against Dak or something. Let's go against Roethlisberger for him. Okay. You know, he's a pit guy, so. Do you see him there? What's his, okay, so 84%. Mm-hmm. Okay, Brian, we like this. We like where you're going with this. Going against Ben at 84%. And let's see. Who's his dud? How about, I mean, he went with Trubisky last week. Why not stick with him? Okay, we'll give Brian Mitch again. And it's against Atlanta, so that's pretty good. 
He's owned four, 8% now. It's went up 4%. Yeah. Wow, that's a great one, actually. It is really good. <laughs> Holy cow. Giving He's it to you. Slammed a slam. Giving up. it to you, Brian. Yeah. All right. Well, that worked. Shout out to James the Brain. Yes. A brother, a son, an amazing friend, an amazing person. Yeah. I tell you what, like, I had some just a quick. Like, I had so many chats, you know, of people that aren't, like, we have on my, you know, I'm on Fantasy Timeline, mm-hmm. and we have, our, we have our, you know, podcast chat, and even the people in, in that chat who, you know, maybe one person in there had truly interacted with James, people were just pulling up some of his tweets mm. and sharing them in our group, just, you know, somebody would mention they were having a rough day, and James responded, Hey man, I'm here for you. If you need to, you know, if yeah. you need to talk, just hit me up. You know, yep. Don't hesitate. You know, just you know. So random people are are. And I don't mean to say it that way. That's not yeah. the right way. But yeah. but people who don't know him are even you know invested because mm-hmm. he was a part of their life. You know, and and that's yeah, uh, man. You know, it was pretty cool. Just and, to and see that's at least the kind that. of guy he was too. Yep. And yep. then even um one of his the last tweets that James put out. Um, it was a re quote tweet from somebody's like, if, if you could name a team, if you're on a team, what would you call it? Or something like that. And mm-hmm. he put quote tweeted it brainiacs. Um, yeah, so everybody's cool. kind of going around in like team brainiac, you know, which is, which is awesome. But yeah, that was one of his last tweets, tweets, excuse me. So yeah, sad loss, you know? Um, yeah, we, we kind of knew this show was going to be a little bit quicker today. We didn't even know if we'd do it. We just know we were going to meet to do it. So right. glad we got this out. Thanks for listening to us. Um, that that uh, Where's the best place? Um, you can definitely holler at Bill or I, and we can get you the link to donate if you want to. And even if you want to retweet that, even that helps to get that in more people's eyes. Honestly, guys, a dollar helps. Two dollars helps. $20, you know, whatever you can do. You don't have to feel weird if if you can only do a little bit. You don't have to feel weird if you can't do anything at all. Yeah, and but, if you can't, a retweet will do a ton. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, holler at any of us. You can obviously holler at anybody from Superflex Super Show. Anybody. There, there's so many, You'll see it out there, but if you yeah. want to donate towards this cause and help his family out in these hard times just i mean holler at bill and i for now and we will definitely sure. get you that link to donate some money to and that goes directly to his family so yeah bill tell him who you are all the great things about you i'm bill i'm a gemini <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man you, at super duper flex throwing your pickup lines at the end on of the twitter i love long walks on the beach um <laughs> nah yeah just hit me up at at super duper flex uh you know Michigan sunsets have been amazing lately. They have. A lot of red. Yeah. Yeah. I am at Swagzilla0G. This is a super flexible podcast. Well, that worked, man. We did a... We got through it. We done did it. Yeah. We hope you all do, too. uh, hmm? We hope you all do, too. Right. You should have had your dud be, like, Jeff Driscoll or something. Dude, I should have. (laughs) I'm going to need it. See, like, negative? You might be 1%.
I mean, I didn't even. He's not even on the list that I put here for nah. us. We end at. See, you're setting me up to fail. Yeah, we end at Jalen Hurts with one percent. <laughs> I yeah. should have went Jalen Hurts over uh, Wentz. Could change because we are recording on a Tuesday evening. So if waivers process it, he might he would probably show up on this list at least. I don't know if I'd depend on him, but nah. people are still owning Nicholas Foles. Get rid of him. You adding uh you adding Driscoll or Mullins? Mullins. 